Okay, so we begin a new Peirik on the Aflamet Vav, Amit Beis, the Peirik of Kira. So this Peirik will discuss, uh, the first part of the Peirik will discuss two basic halachas of Shehiya and Chazara, as we'll see right here in the Mishnah. Let's begin inside and I'll explain it as we go along. Zok the Mishnah, Kira, Sheh an oven that was heated. So now, when it says here in the Mishnah Kira, Rashi explains what a Kira is. In those times, the Kira, the opening of an oven was on the top, not on the, a door on the side, like we have today. It was basically this very large pot that had coals of fire at the bottom, and you placed a pot or food inside of it from the top. That was, that's where the opening was. Now, the kira specifically is an oven that's large enough to hold two pots in it. We'll learn later in the, in the Mishnah, on the Aflamet Ches, there's a kupach, which could only hold one pot, and then there's a tanor, which is a cone-shaped oven. Now, both a kupach and a tanor have different halachas than a kira. They are both hotter than a kira. Because a kira is larger, it could contain two pots, so it doesn't contain the heat as strongly. And therefore, we have the halachas that it says in our Mishnah. We'll get later, we'll see that the halachas by a kupach and a tanar varies a little bit from what it says here. So regarding the kira, that could contain two pots, she'esikua bekashu begvava. It was heated with either straw or stubble, which are not really kinds of materials that are going to last. The fire is not going to last too long. So now, you may place before Shabbos, on this oven, food to remain there for Shabbos. However, if it was heated with gefes, which Rashi and the Gemara explains is the pulp that's left over either from sesame or from olives. And it's a very good material to be used for a fire. Or we ate some wood, then this is a proper fire and it's a fire that's going to maintain the heat longer. Layitain, you're not at a place. So we'll see it really in the Gemara. There are two pshatim in what the words layitain mean. I'll say the simpler pshat that the Gemara will say. The simpler pshat is layitain, you're not allowed to place it on Friday afternoon on the fire, that it should remain on Shabbos. Until you either shovel out, Yigrev means you shovel out all the coals, or means or you cover the coals with ashes to cool down the fire of the coals. In both of these cases, when the person is either, this is what's called Godof or Kotum, either when you uh, shovel it out or cover it, the person is making it clear that he's not interested in, in having this fire and stoking the flames on Shabbos. So let me explain a few things over here. First of all, as we'll see in the Gemara, according to this pshat of the mission that I just read now, this is what's called shihiya. That's a term that you're going to have to get very familiar with because we're going to repeat it again and again in the next uh, few blot here. Shihiya means when you place it on the fire before Shabbos, and shihiya, you're leaving it there. You're going to leave it there for the duration of Shabbos or Friday night and so on, or in some, some time in Shabbos. That's one concept here. Now, the other concept over here is that the Gorof and Kotum, as we just learned, with the point here is that the person is showing that he's not interested in stoking the flames. Meaning, the, the issue with Shehiya, with placing something on the fire before Shabbos, he did no Malacha. He placed it on the fire before Shabbos. But the issue is, and we had this already before, if anyone remembers, in the end of the first Pedic, it was discussed, Shema Yechate Begecholim, that if you leave that pot on the fire, so the person might stoke the coals to enlarge the flame. That was the teva of things back then when you had coals. A person had to stoke the coals all the time to make sure that the coals don't become too cold. So therefore, not to leave a pot on the fire if it's with a proper and strong material of gefes or eitzim until you either shovel it out or cover it with ashes. Now there's a machlekes regarding this halacha. When you did shovel it out, it's goruf, or it's kotum, or you covered it with ashes. Beshamai say chamen. Even then, you could only place hot water to, to, to leave it, to, it should be hot for Shabbos. Avoloi tafsho. But you can't place a pot of food to be on the fire for Shabbos. 
So Bishamai is geyser regarding a tafshil, even if it's got off and cotton, it's been shoveled out, it's been covered, Bishamai is still geyser, there are two pshatim here in Rashi. One pshat in Rashi is, you still may come to stoke the flames, and the Rishayim explained, because even after you shovel it out, it's possible that there's some leftovers of a, of a, of a coals or flame in the fire, in the, in the oven that you still might stoke. Or another pshat in Rashi is, mechzi kimavashal. That leaving it to cook on Shabbos, it looks like you're cooking this food on Shabbos. You're allowed, once it's garof and katum, you're allowed to leave on the fire in this in the oven, both chamin, hot water to remain hot, and tafshel and food in a pot also to be cooked on Shabbos. Either one. Now, according to this pshat that we're learning in the Mishnah, the Mishnah now turns to another halacha, and this is the halacha known as chazara. Chazara means to return something to the fire. You took something off the fire on Shabbos, you wanted to take some cholent from a cholent pot, and now you want to return it to the fire. You can take a pot off the fire from Shabbos, but under no conditions could you return it to the fire on Shabbos. And again, this is talking even in a case where it's God of Kotum, because it's a continuation to the beginning of the Mishnah. So even if you have a blech, or it's God of Kotum, the coals are shoveled away or covered with ashes, you can't ever return it to the fire on Shabbos. However, if it's God of Kotum, you're allowed to return the pot to the fire on Shabbos. So according to this pshat, the first two parts of the Mishnah was discussing the halacha of Shehiyah. The last case of the Mishnah, where it brought the Machlekes of Beshama and Basil, the second Machlekes of Beshama and Basil, that is, it's talking about the halacha of Chazara, an argument whether you're allowed to return the pot to the fire on Shabbos. Of course, we pass in like Basil, that you're allowed to return to the, the, the pot to the, to the oven on Shabbos, but as we'll see later in the Gemara, there are very specific conditions when exactly you're allowed to return the pot to the fire. Now, the Gemara is going to show that really there are two different ways how to learn this Mishnah. And before I go into the Gemara inside, this Gemara here is based on a Machlekes that we had already mentioned before in the first Patek, in the end of the first Patek. This is a Machlekes of Hananya and the Chachomim. And the Machlekes is as follows. According to Hananya, once something is cooked, minimum amount of Kemaychel ben Drusoy, as much as this thief, Ben Drusoy, would cook things and eat it, it's a if you remember, we mentioned it then, according to Rashi, that's, uh, that it was cooked a third, according to the Rambam, it was cooked half. Once it's cooked that amount, you can leave this pot of the food on the fire on Shabbos, and there's no need for Garaf and cotton. You don't have to shovel out or cover the ashes, <clears throat> because it's, it's already cooked partially, and therefore there's no chashash that the person is going to stoke the coals. On the other hand, the Chachamim say, not until the food is fully cooked are you allowed to leave it on the fire. If it's not fully cooked, so then it has to be Godof and cotton. So now the question of the Gemara is going to be, our Mishnah over here, whose opinion does it follow? Hananya or the Chachamim? Let's see inside. The question was asked, when it says in the Mishnah, do not place this pot on the fire, what is it speaking about? Is the pshat lo yachzer? We're actually speaking about on Shabbos. You remove the pot from the fire, and now when the Mishnah says lo not like the pshat when I read the Mishnah, but lo means lo yachzer. Do not return the pot to the fire on Shabbos. That's what this Mishnah is speaking about. So right from the beginning, the Mishnah is speaking about the din of Chazara, not the din of Shehiyah. Aval lishois, but. A pot that you placed on the fire on Friday afternoon and you want to leave it for Shabbos, mashin, you can leave it there. Even if you didn't shovel or cover the ashes. And if we're going to learn this pshat, who is our Mishnah going according to? The Mishnah goes according to the opinion of As we learned in Abrais and mentioned already earlier, once a food is cooked a third or a half, so then, you're allowed to leave that food on the fire for Shabbos, even without shoveling or covering the ashes. So therefore, our Mishnah is talking only about the halach of Chazara. Chazara is more stringent than Shehiyah. 
When it comes to Shehiyah, uh, uh, Hananiah says, as long as it's cooked a third or a half, it's already mutter to keep it on the fire without God of Rakatum. When it comes to Chazadah, we're more stringent and it has to be God of Rakatum if you want to return it to the fire. And the reason why it's more stringent regarding Chazadah is because, as the Rishayim say, when it comes to, to uh, Shehiyah, leaving the pot on the fire, our main chashash is Shema Yechata. You might stoke the coals. Once it's cooked, Kemaychel ben Drisoy, according to Hananya, we're not chashish that he's going to stoke the coals. You can eat it the way it is, really. It's right to eat with the way it is. Masha'enkein, when it comes to Chazara, there's another issue. By Chazara, the Rishayim, the Altarebbe brings us a Shulchan Aruch as well. The issue is Nire Kemavashal. Hmm. Placing a pot back on the fire on Shabbos, even though you took it off and you just uh, temporarily and you're putting it back, nevertheless, it's, there's an issue of Nire Kemavashal, so you're not allowed to put it directly on the fire, only if it's got it from cotton. This is one shot in the Mishnah, according to Hanani's opinion. Or perhaps, the Pshad in the Mishnah when it says, it's talking about on Friday. He wants to place it before Shabbos to, see, to leave it there, to be Shoya, to leave it there for Shabbos. If it's Garav and Kotum, you're allowed to leave it on the fire. And if not, you're not allowed to leave it on the fire. And this is following the opinion of the Chachamim that not unless the food is fully cooked, are you allowed to leave it on the fire? And since here the Mishnah is talking about food that's not fully cooked, so therefore it has to be God of a cotton. The Kolshekane, If it has to be God of a cotton to leave it on the fire, for sure, Lahachse, which as I just explained, is more Chomor than Shehiyah. So those are the two ways how to learn our Mishnah here. So now the Gemara is going to go through the Mishnah and analyze to see how we would interpret this Mishnah according to both of these Eifanim. So let's go back a second. In the Mishnah, there were three parts to the Mishnah. There's the first part, where it says the halacha of Gorif and Kotum. There's the second part, where it brings the Machlekes of Beishameh and Beishilol, whether Gorif and Kotum works even for cooked foods in a pot, or only for chamen, for hot water, like, like Beishameh's opinion. And then there's the third part of the Mishnah, which it talks about Machzidin where it talks about returning the path to the fire on Shabbos. So now the Gemara will analyze the three parts of the Mishnah. How would I learn it according to both of these uh, tzdodim, both of these ways that we just had of learning our Mishnah? Toshima, now take a look in our Mishnah. It says in our Mishnah twice, two different arguments. There are two different arguments in our Mishnah. The first argument was, Beishamai says, only hot water and not food in a pot. Beishil says, no, both hot water and food cooked in a pot, both of them. That was the first machlekes. Second machlekes, you can't return the pot to the fire on Shabbos, so Beishil says, you could return the pot to the fire on Shabbos. So now the Gemara says as follows. If we're going to learn that the beginning of the Mishnah, it begins with the halacha of placing the pot on the fire to leave it there for Shabbos. So then, this is how our Mishnah will work, and it makes perfect sense. The Mishnah starts off with if you're using which is straw or stubble, which are very, very aimed by mamish, it doesn't really burn long the fire. You could leave the pot on that, we're not worried, you're going to stoke the coals. Then, sorry, but if you have Gephes and Eitzim, which is a bigger fire of coals, so even for Shehiyah, to be allowed to leave it there, it has to be got off or cut them. It has to be covered or removed the calls. And then comes the first argument of Beishameh and Besillel. Umahein mashin. The first argument regarding the halacha of Shehiyah. What could you leave on the fire when it's got off and cut them? Beishameh says only hot water and not a tafshul. And Beishameh says no, once it's got off and cut them, you can leave there both chamen and tafshul. That's... The first two parts of the Mishnah, talking about the din of Shehiyah and bringing a machlekes of Beishame and Basil regarding Shehiyah. Then comes the last part of the Mishnah, the third case, just as they argue regarding the halacha of Shehiyah, what is allowed to be kept on the fire if it's got off in Kotum. 
Pligi Now there's another machlokes between Beishamei and Beisilol regarding returning the pot to the fire. You can take the pot off the fire, but you may not return it. Beisilol says you also may return the pot to the fire on Shabbos. So the Mishnah makes perfect sense. But now, if you're going to say that right at the beginning of the Mishnah, it starts off lo yiting. It means do not return the, fi- the, the pot to the fire on Shabbos. So then hachikotoni. Then the pshat of the Mishnah would be as follows. If you're using st- straw stubble, you could return the pot. If you're using gefes or wood, then you should not return the pot. So right at the beginning, we're talking about the halach of Chazara. And now, if so, the first argument of Beshameh and Beshelel is also going to be about Chazara. What are you allowed to return to the fire? Beshama Yaimrim Khamen, only hot water. Avaloy Tafshul, but not food in a pot. You can return both Khamen and Tafshul. So the first argument of Bisham Bisilol was about the halach of Chazara, returning it to the fire. Then comes the second Machlaikis, Bisham Yaimrim Noitle and Avaloy Machzirin. You can take off the fire, but you can't return. And Basil says you could return Hasulamali. Why are they arguing a second time about Chazara? They argued already the first time about Chazara. So obviously the second time is a repetition. And when Bishamay the second time says Loi Machzirin, he's returning, he's referring that is to a Tafshil. That he already said Loi Machzirin. So why are we saying the same Machlaikis twice? Hasulamali. Why do I have to say it again? That is the obvious question over here, according to the Pshat, that the Mishnah begins talking about Chazara. So the Gemara answers, Truth is, no, I can tell you, that in the Mishnah, right from the beginning, when it says, it starts with the Halacha of Chazara. It's referring to returning the, the path to the fire on Shabbos. And the chesuri machsere, the words missing in the Mishnah, v'hachi ketani, and this is how I have to learn the Mishnah. Now, Taisus here points out that this is a bit unusual. Why would we make a chesuri machsere if our Mishnah could fit perfectly according to the Chachamim? And we're trying to fit, make our Mishnah fit with Hananya, which seems to be the minority opinion. Why would we do that? So Taisus says the reason is because we hold, because we paskin like Hananya. As we'll see later, we'll see in Ahmed Beis that there's a Stam Mishnah seemingly before that's like Hananya because we paskin like Hananya. So the Gemara wants to fit our Mishnah with Hananya even if it has to add words to the Mishnah. So if our Mishnah goes according to Hananya, Hachi Ketani. This is how we'll learn our Mishnah. If you heated it with straw or stubble, you could return the, the food that you took off the fire on Shabbos. There's no chashash that, that, uh, that it doesn't look like you're cooking on Shabbos because the fire doesn't last with that. The gef is However, if you're using the pulp of sesame or olives or eitzim or wood, lo yachzer, you may not return it on Shabbos. Unless you shovel it out or you cover the coals. Okay, till here's how we learned the first part of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara adds a few words in the Mishnah that did not say, Avalishais, but to keep the pot on the fire from before Shabbos and to keep it on Shabbos, Mashin, you can keep it on the fire, Afapisha ain't a Godav, ain't a even if it's not shoveled or if it's not covered. And this is following the opinion of Hananya that since it's cooked, Kemaichel ben Drusoi, so therefore you're allowed to keep it on the fire without Godav and Kotam. Then the first machlekes of Beishamei and Beisilol is Umahein Mashin. What could you keep on the fire if it's not got If it's not Godav and Kotum, Beishamei Yomrim Chamin. Beishamei says that you could only keep hot water. Avaloy Tavshul, but not food in a pot. Beisilol Yomrim and Beisilol say Chamin v'Tavshul. Once it's cooked, Kemaichel ben Drusoi, you can keep either on the fire without Godav and Kotum. That's the first machlekes of Beshamay Bissel. So they were arguing regarding Shehiyah in a case where it's not Godav and Kotun, because we added a few words in the Mishnah, right? We added those words in the Mishnah, Aval Lishais Mashin, without Godav and Kotun. Now comes the second machlekes of Beshamay Bissel, and it returns to the halacha of Chazor. The 
the halacha of chazara that we said that you could only return it to the fire if it's gareth and kotom. Not everybody agrees to this. This is really a machlekes between Beshamay and Besilol. Beishamai say that you can take it off, but you may not return it, even if it's got it from Kotum. Beishamai say you could return it to the fire on Shabbos. So the Gemara over here made a chasurim achsara. We're going to add in the beginning of the Mishnah those words. What are they again? Avolishais mashin. That even though the Mishnah was talking about chazara for the requirement of God of Kotum, but you add those words, Lishais Mashin, that you could keep the pot on the fire without Goruf and Kotum, because this is Hananya's opinion. It's already cooked Kemaichel ben Dresoy, that's good enough. Okay, and then we have the first Pshat in the Mishnah, which is the simpler Pshat in the Mishnah, that Kemaichel ben Dresoy is not good enough. It has to be fully cooked. And since it's not fully cooked, so therefore you need it to be Goruf and Kotum in order to be Shoya, in order to leave the pot on the fire from before Shabbos. So the Gemara now is going to ring. Raya's to this Shaila how to learn Pshat in the Mishnah. Toshema, the first Raya is the Omer Abchal be Omer Abchama Bagori Omer So he said regarding our Mishnah, Lo Yishanu, our Mishnah wasn't said Elo Al Gabo only if he placed the pot on top of the kido. In other words, he placed it on the rim or on a cover on top of the kido, but not inside the kido. Aval but if he placed the pot inside the kido, Osir. Then it's forbidden. So the Gemara now will explain, does this work, this, this Pshat, does, does it work according to the, if we learn the Mishnah like Hanania, or if the Mishnah goes according to the Chacham. So let's see. If it's going to be good, understood, if you're going to say, that the Mishnah says, the requirement of Goruf and Kotom is if you want to return the Pat. So Rashi adds, but, Lishhois, if you want to leave the pot there for Shabbos, there's no Goruf and Kotum. It's already cooked, Kemachel ben Dersoy. There's no need for Goruf and Kotum. So since there are coals inside the oven, if it's Lishois, there are still coals there. Therefore, there's a big difference if you're placing it inside or you're placing it on top. If it's on top, it's not inside the coals that are there. So that's allowed. But if you place it inside, in the coals, so Rashi says, you're, you're insulating it inside the coals, that's not allowed. So that would be understood, why we're d- distinguishing between inside or on the top. But if you're going to say that the Mishnah is speaking about Shehiyah, and what's the Mishnah saying? That in order to be allowed to keep it there, it has to be God of a cotton. So the Mishnah is saying that all the coals or ashes have either been shoveled out or totally covered. What difference does it make if it's on top or it's on the inside? The coals are shoveled out or it's totally covered. So what difference does it make? So, therefore, L'chayre is a raya that our Mishnah follows Hananya's opinion that once it's cooked Kemachob and you can place the pot there without Gaurav and Kotum. And therefore, we're making a distinction between on top or inside. So the Gemara answer is no. We could explain differently. Do you think Rab Chalboy was speaking about the Reisha of the Mishnah? He was going on the last case of the Mishnah, which was speaking about Chazara, the Machloikis between Beshama and Basil regarding Chazara. Basil says you're allowed to return the pot to the oven on Shabbos. So on that, you're only allowed to return it if you're placing it on top of the oven. Again, whether on the rim or on a cover on top of the oven. But if you place it inside the oven, then it's also because it mamish looks like you're cooking on Shabbos and you're not allowed to place it all the way inside. So there's no raya from this statement, because Rab Chalboy was talking about the Sefer, and the Shaila we had in the Pshara of the Mishnah was regarding the Reisha. Now the Gemara brings another Braise that discusses the same Allah as our Mishnah, and it brings two opinions, Rab Meir and Rab Yehuda, and the Gemara will go through whether this Braise could fit with our Mishnah, and according to both interpretations of our Mishnah. Toshima, we learned in a Braise as follows. So the Braise first begins with the following Allah. When you have two kirais, right one night, right next to the other, achas One of the ovens is garof and kotum, and the other one is not garof and kotum. 
So this b'raise is clearly talking about mashin. It doesn't say yitain. Or, so it's clearly talking about mashin. And it says, you're allowed to keep the pat there for Shabbos only if it's Godof and Kotum. But But you may not keep it there if it's not Godof and Kotum. Then the b'raise goes on and brings the two arguments of Beishama and Basil that we had in our Mishnah. But it brings it with a much greater stringency. Different than it said in our Mishnah. What are you allowed to keep on the fire if it's Godof and Kotum? So Beishamai actually say, Even if it's Godof and Kotum, nothing. Right? In our Mishnah it said that Chamen Beishamai allows. Here it says, Beishamai says nothing. And Beishamai says, Chamen Avaloi Tavshin. Avaloi Tavshul. You're allowed to keep only hot water and not Tavshul. Again, different than what it said in our Mishnah. Now the next Machleikas of Beishamai and Beishamai Okar, if you took the pot off the fire on Shabbos and you want to return it, are you allowed to return it or not? So what does it say in this Braise? There's no argument. Everybody holds you may not return it to the fire on Shabbos. Again, this is not like our Mishnah because in our Mishnah it said, this hill holds, you're allowed to return it. This is the way Rabbi Meir learned this Machlekes of Beshamay and Besol. Rabbi Yehuda, however, Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, and here, if we we'll look the way Rabbi Yehuda explains this, it will be exactly the same as our Mishnah. Beishamai yoimrim, Beishamai say, chamen avaloi tafshol. When it's garof and kotum, you can keep chamen there, hot water, but not food in a pot. Or Beishil and Beishil say, chamen v'tafshol. Now, regarding returning the pot to the fire, Chazara, you may not return it, you may return it to the fire on Shabbos. Basically, like it said in our Mishnah. So now, the Gemara is going to go through the two ways we had to learn our Mishnah and see if this B'raise could fit with our Mishnah. If you're going to say that our Mishnah was talking about Shehiyah, when it talked about the Allah of God of Ekotnum, it was talking about Shehiyah just like here in the B'raise. It was talking about Shehiyah. So then, Masnis and Mani, who's our Mishnah going to go according to? Rabbi Yehudi. It fits perfectly with the second opinion in this Braise with Rabbi Yehuda. And not Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is more machmer. But if you're going to say that our Mishnah is only talking about Lahachzer, only then do you require Gorof and Kotum. But to leave the pot on the fire, you don't need Gorof and Kotum at all. So then, Masnis and Mani, who would our Mishnah go according to? Not like Rabbi Yehuda and not like Rabbi Meir. I Rabbi Meir obviously cannot go according to Rabbi Meir because then because then there's going to be a question that what it says in our Mishnah does not fit with Beishamai in one case regarding the case of Shehia. What did it say in our Mishnah regarding the case of Shehia? Beishamai allows Chamin and not Tafshel. In this Braise it says Beishamai doesn't allow not Chamin and not Tafshel. And that's even in a case where it's Godof and Kotum. In our Mishnah, it wasn't Godof and Kotum. And even in a case of Godof and Kotum, he does not allow not Chamin and not Tavshul. So in that, it's for sure not like Beishamah in that one case. And also, Ula Beisilol Betarti. It's going to come out, Rab Meir's opinion is different, how he understood Beisilol, than the way Beisilol is quoted in our Mishnah in two cases. Both regarding Shehiyah and Chazara. Regarding Shehiyah, in our Mishnah it said that Beis Hillel holds that you could do Shehiyah for both. Chaman and Tavshil. Even if it's not Godav and Kotam. Here Beis Hillel allows Shehiyah only for Chaman and not for Tavshil. And in the second case of our Mishnah regarding Chazara, in our Mishnah it says Beis Hillel allows Chazara. Over here, Rab Meir is saying, can't do Chazara. So our Mishnah is for sure not following Rab Meir's opinion in this Braise. That's clear. Now, Rab Yehuda, if you're going to say that our Mishnah goes according to Rab Yehuda, which seems to be the exact same as our Mishnah, but it's still going to be a problem. Kashye grufok tuma. But the question is going to be if you're saying that in our Mishnah, when it said lo yitain, it's only talking about chazare, but for shehir, you don't need grufok tuma. In this brayse, it clearly said that that you're not allowed to be shein mashin, mashin agabi grufok tuma ve'ein mashlo shein grufok tuma. This brayse clearly says that the need of grufok tuma is also for shehir. So how is it going to fit in our Mishnah? 
And for the Gemara, really what I'll say, say to you is, our Mishnah, we could read it, and for Shehiyah, we do not require Grufeng Tumah. And you, you're right, the Tan of our Mishnah is not going to fit fully with Rav Yehuda, only partially. The Tan Edidon, in the Tan of our Mishnah, Savalak Rav Yehuda Bechada, he will hold like Rav Yehuda regarding one aspect, but Upalagaleh Bechada, and he argues on Rav Yehuda with another aspect. Savalak Rav Yehuda Bechada, he holds like Rav Yehuda regarding one aspect, which is Bechamin Vitavshul, regarding how he learned the Machlekes of Beishamai and Beishilol, regarding Chamin and Tavshul. And also regarding the Neitlin Machzirin, how we learned the Machlekes of Neitlin and Machzirin, that the Mishnah and the Braise hold the same. But we can say that our Mishnah is arguing on the Braise regarding another aspect. According to the Tan of our Mishnah, for Shehiyah, you do not need God of a Katam. Again, because we're following Hananiah's opinion that once it's Gamachal ben Dersoy, it does not have to be God of a Katam. But Rabbi Yehuda Savar and Rabbi Yehuda holds Belishois Nami. Even if you want to leave the pad on the fire, God of a Kotum in, Eloi Loi. It has to be God of a Kotum, and if not, you can't leave the pad on the fire. The fact that it's cooked, Kemaichel ben Dresoy, does not help. So those are the two rays the Gemara tried to bring, and we don't have any conclusive raya yet, whether we pass in like the Chachamim or whether we pass in like Hananya. Let's see if I turn the Gemara. Now the Gemara turns to another Ibaya. And this is Lismaich, Smicha. You want to put something near the oven. Not leave it on the oven or return it to the oven, but Lismaich. Ibaya loho, mahu Lismaich. Now the question is, mahu Lismaich. Are you allowed to put the pot near the oven on Shabbos? So this could be in any of the cases here. It could either be in a case where it was already cooked, Kemaychel ben Dresoy, and it does not have to be God of a Kotum according to Hananya, and you want to put it near the oven. Uh, well, according to Hananya, then you're allowed to actually even place it on the oven. But according to the Chachamim, that you're not allowed to place it on the oven when it's not fully cooked yet. So the question is, are you allowed to place it near the oven? Or for Chazara? For Chazara, everybody agrees it has to be God of a Kotum. So if it's not God of a Kotum, you can't put it back on the fire. So could you at least put it near the fire on Shabbos, near the oven? Only inside or on top on the rim, that would be forbidden if it's not God of a Kotum and it's not fully cooked according to Chachomim or if it's not cooked at all or it's not, uh, it's not cooked uh, to Michael Ben Dersoy according to Hananiah. But to put it near the oven, maybe that's allowed. It's less heat, it's only near the oven. Placing it in the oven, on the oven, on the side of the oven, it's all the same thing and there's no difference. Toshama, so the Gemara brings up Braise, Shtei Kirei Samasimas, going back actually to the Braise that we quoted before. The Braise there said in the first part, you have two Kirais that are right near each other, Achaz Grufuktuma, Achaz Grufuktuma, one is Gorov and Kotum and one is not. So what did it say there? You can leave a pot on top of an oven that is Godof and Kotum. And it's right next to, so the Gemara now explains, If it's right next to another oven that's not Godof and Kotum, mm. it's getting the heat from the other oven. And still I allow you to put it on the oven which is Godof and Kotum. So I see that to put it near an oven that's not Godof and Kotum is okay. Okay. And for the Gemara, no. Dilme Shani Hosom. In that case, it's different. The Kivin the Medalia, Shalad Ba'avira. Over here, you have two ovens that are not right near each other. He's placing the pot, he's elevating it on top of one oven that's near another oven. That's not the regular case of Saimich. What we were talking about Saimich is to place a pot near the walls of another of an of of oven that's not God of a Kotum. That's the Shaila. Are you allowed? So therefore, we can't bring a ray from this brayse. Toshma, another case. If you cover the coals with ashes, then it slaps and it flared up again. You may put the pot near the oven, or you may put it on the oven. You can take off a pot and return to it as well. So what do you see over here? Shmamino, from here you see, Lismaich Nami, even just to put it near the oven, Katma in, like Katma Lai, only because he covered the, 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 ash, the coals with ashes, therefore it's allowed, but if not, it's not allowed. Okay, so it, in other words, it puts in the same category, Saimich, Mekayim, and Machzirin, it's all the same thing, so Saimich has the same halacha, the same Chumrah. 
And for the Gemara, all the time, according to your Pshat, when it mentions here that you're allowed to take the pot off the fire, why does it mention that? You're only allowed to take it off the fire if the coals are covered and not if it's not. That's definitely not the case. You're always allowed to take a pot off the fire on Shabbos. Yeah, blech, no blech. To take off is never the problem. The problem is to leave it there, shihia or chazara, to return it to the fire. So why does it say over here something about neitlin? Elo, so what are you going to answer me? It only mentions neitlin because it wants to talk about the halacha, taking off and returning it. The main point is about returning it, that you're allowed to return it because it was covered already with the ashes. So if so, halachonami, I could also say, it only mentions the case of putting it near the walls of the oven because of the case of Mekaimen that you're putting it on the oven. But really, they're not the same. Mekaimen is we have to have covering the coals and not for smicha. Smicha is allowed even without covering the coals. So, so the Gemara doesn't uh, rejects this. How could you compare? You're removing it. You're returning it. It's one thing. You're removing it and returning it to the same place. So therefore, it could say both, even though it really wasn't necessary. But it says it because it's the same place. So, Tana Neitlin Mishum Achzirin. Ela Hacha, but over here, Saimchen Bechad Makimu. Saimchen is a person that wants to put the pot near the walls of the oven. Or Mekaimen Bechad Makimu. And Mekaimen is the person that wants to put a pot on top of the fire. It's two totally different cases. So therefore, why would the Tana mention Saimchen if it's not connected to the case of Mekaimen? So shouldn't this be a proof that it has the same halacha as Mekaimen? The Gemara doesn't accept it though, and the Gemara says, My Haviyalah, what's the answer to this question regarding Smiche? Are you allowed to put a pot near the oven if it's not God of Akotum on Shabbos? Toshimas, the Gemara brings a pretty clear Braisa. Kirish esikua begefes or beitzim, an oven that you heat it up with gefes or beitzim. Soimchen la, you may put it near the walls of the oven. The aim mekayimin, but you're not allowed to put it on top of the oven or in the oven. Elam ken grufa unless it's got it from cotton. Pretty clear. So it says the smicha from near the walls is not a problem. Gecholim shamamu. Then the brayse says coals that were the the fire is very small, very it's, it's extinguished coals. Oishenosan alam the oiras shall pishton daka, or you cover it with chaff of uh, flax on top of it. Harekik tuma. That's considered to be that it's the uh, that it's covered. The coals are covered, and therefore that qualifies for God of Uncotton. So this ends, this Shaila benigayat is saimach, and that's the halacha, to be saimach, you don't need God of Uncotton. Okay. Now the Gemara turns to another Shaila, which is the halacha of Mitztamik, the Yafa Loi. What did we learn until here, according to the Chachamim? That if it's fully cooked, then it does not have to be God of Uncotton. If it's not fully cooked, we're afraid it's going to stoke the coals, it has to be God of a cotton. But if it's fully cooked, it does not have to be God of a cotton. But now the Gemara questions this. Even when something is fully cooked, there are two cases. There's a case where if you continue leaving it on the fire, it's only going to get ruined, the food. The more it cooks, it's going to get dry and the food is getting ruined. That's called mitztamik verale. The food condenses and it's not good for the food. Then there's a case where you leave it on the fire even after it's fully cooked, but it's mitztamik v'yofoloi. The food condenses and it actually gets better. It's tastier the longer you leave it on the fire. So the question is, according to the Chachamim that said that once it's fully cooked, it does not have to be cut of a kotum, does that include even a case of mitztamik v'yofoloi? Even if the longer you keep it on the fire, it gets kishmakir, the food gets better, tastier, like a chalant. The longer you leave it on the fire, the tastier it gets. So let's see inside. If you cover the coals and it flared up again, you may leave on the fire hot water that were total, was totally heated before Shabbos, and also food that was totally cooked before Shabbos. So this is obviously following the opinion of the Chachamim that it has to be totally cooked, and it's not following the opinion of Chananya uh, that said only Kemichel ben Dresoy. But now the Gemara says, Shma mino. from here I can see, Mitztamik v'yofaloi mutter. That once it's fully cooked, once it's fully cooked, even if 
continuing to leave it on the fire, it's going to be viofala, it's going to condense and it's going to get better, it's going to get tastier, still you're allowed to keep it on the fire. Because at this point, the way the Gemara is understanding this is, he covered the coals, but it flared up again. So once it flared up again, so then the coals are open, that's not covered anymore. And still, what does it say? That once it's fully cooked, you could leave it on the fire. So therefore, what is the chiddush of that? If it's fully cooked, what's the chiddush that you can keep it on the fire, according to the Chachamim? Even though leaving it on the fire, it's going to cook and it's going to get condensed and it's going to be v'yofoloi, it's going to get tastier, still it doesn't matter. We're not afraid it's going to stoke the coals and you're allowed to leave it on the fire on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, no, there's no raya from here. Shani hocha de katma. Over here, he did originally cover the coals and that's why it's permitted to keep it on the fire, even though leaving it there, it'll be mitztamik v'yofoloi, it's going to become better, the food is going to become better. If that's the case, that he did cover it, and that's what we're relying on, so then what would be the Chiddush? That's why the Gemara didn't want to accept this. What's the Chiddush if he covered it? And for the Gemara, the Chiddush is, the Chiddush here is, it flared up again. So once it flared up again, it goes back to its initial status. And we say that the, whatever you covered is was pointless, worthless. So therefore this here, Ravashia comes and tells us once you covered it and you showed that you're not interested in, in uh, stoking the coals on Shabbos, even if it flared up again, it doesn't matter. But according to what we said till here, mitztamik, the yofoloi will be a problem. Even if it's fully cooked, but if it gets geschmacker, the longer it cooks, there's an issue. You have to cover the coals on Shabbos. Now the Gemara brings another statement from Rabbi Yechenin that said the same thing. You cover the coals and it flared up again. You can leave the fire on Shabbos. You can leave something that was cooked, water that was fully cooked on the fire. And a pot of food that was fully cooked as well. And even this includes if you have coals that are made of raisin, which is a kind of wood that has a very strong source of heat. So again, the Gemara wants to say the same thing as before. What would be the Chiddush of this statement? That although keeping it on the fire, it'll condense and the food will get better, more tasty, still it's permitted. That seems to be the Chiddush so the Gemara says, no, that's not the Chiddush. Shani hocha de kotma. Here the reason it's allowed, even though the food gets tastier to leave it on the fire, it's because it was already covered with ashes. What would be the Chiddush if Hitaka covered it? And that's the reason why it's permitted. So what's the Chiddush? And for the Gemara, like we said before, the Chiddush here is, although it flared up again, still I say that it's permitted. Isn't Rabbi Yechelen saying the exact same thing as Rabbi Yishia? Why did he repeat the same halacha? And for the Gemara, there's one detail he added. The case of the, these uh, coals that come from this very hot wood, that was his chiddush, that even such kind of coals is permitted even if it flares up again. That's a detail that Rabbi Yishia didn't mention before. Now the Gemara brings another Amayr, Rav Sheishis, that learned and heard from Rabbi Yechelen differently. A oven that was heated up with gefes and You may keep on it on Shabbos, even foods that was not cooked called tzarkon. And even foods that was not cooked called tzarkon. Whose opinion is he following? Chananya. Even, even if it was cooked just k'maychel ben you can keep it on the fire without God of a cotton. Oka, once you removed it from the fire, lo yachze, you shouldn't return it. Then you have to have God of a cotton. For Chazara, for Shehiyah, he's paskering like Hananya. Kasava, so that means he holds. Masnisin lahachzetnan. Our Mishnah, when it required God of a cotton, that's only to return it to the fire. Aval lishois, but to keep it on the fire, mashin avabishene God of a cotton. You can leave it on the fire even if it's not God of a Kotum, even if it's not fully cooked, again, because he's following Hananiah's opinion, as long as it's Kamaychel ben you can keep it on the fire. This is the second uh, version of what Rabbi Yechelen said. Now the Gemara adds to this, Omar Rave, Tarvayu Tanini. Both of these halachas, in this version of Rabbi Yechelen, we learned in a Mishnah. Lishais, this that he says that you're allowed to keep it on the fire without God of a Kotum, like Hananiah, Tanini, we learned in a Mishnah earlier. 
It said, it is in the first Patek, You're not allowed to place bread to bake in the oven right before Shabbos. not a biscuit on top of coals to bake. Unless it, it crusts on the top. So the Gemara says, But if you put it early enough that it will crust, It's allowed to put it in the oven. Now Rashi explains, when it crusts, it's not fully baked. That's similar to Michael ben Dersoy. It's partially baked and it's allowed. So we see over here, like Hananya's opinion, if it's partially baked, you can put it in the fire without God of a cotton. So this is a Stam Mishnah that basically is following Hananya's opinion. Then the Gemara says, the halacha of Lahachse Namitanina, the halacha of Lahachse, we learned in the Mishnah that we just learned in the beginning of our Pedic here. Basil says that you're allowed to return it to the fire. But Va'at Khan le Kosher Basilil. When these basilos say you're allowed to return it, only if it's God of a Kotum. If not, you're not allowed. If this is true, that both of these Allahs I can see in the Mishnah, even though it seems like he's saying something that it already says clearly in the Mishnah, Rav Sheshes is, is, is coming to tell me the diak of the Mishnah. It didn't mamish say it befeidish in the Mishnah regarding the, uh, the bread. We will medayik that if it's karmu panel, it's allowed. He's coming to teach you the diak. Rashi here says that this is the source of why we, many Rishayin and Paskin like Hananya, because there's a Stam Mishnah that goes according to Hananya, even though he's the minority opinion. But this is an outstanding Machlaikas Rishayinim. Many Rishayinim Paskin like Hananya, many other Rishayinim Paskin like the Chachamim. Both days are brought in Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe also brings both days in Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe says that really the Halacha is like Hananya, that we're Mekel. But if you can, you should be Machmer like the Chachamim, that as long as it's not fully cooked, it should be God of a Kotam, you should have a Blech, you should have a covering. That's the Halacha Lamaisa that's brought in Shulchan Aruch. Now we have one more version for Rabbi Yechanan's opinion. Let's try to finish the, the, the Ahmed over here just a bit more. Amr by Yehuda, Amr Kira If you heated it up with Gefes and Eitzim, You're allowed to place on it uh, something that was cooked fully. So this is following the Chacham's opinion. That it has to be fully cooked. Then he adds, Even if this is food, that if you keep it on the fire, it gets tastier, still it doesn't matter. Once it's fully cooked, you don't need garaf and kotum. Okay, this, this goes against what we said before, that even if it gets tastier, it has to be garaf and kotum. Here, Rabbi Yechenen clearly, according to this version of Rabbi Yechenen, he clearly said that if it's mitzta- even if it's mitztamik v'yofeloi, it doesn't matter, it's already fully cooked. So one of the Rabbanan said Rav Shmuel by Yehuda that quoted this in the name of Rabbi Yechenen. But Harav Shmuel Damri Tavayu didn't Rav and Shmuel both say Mitztamik v'yafaloi Aser? According to the Chachamim, what if it's still Mitztamik v'yafaloi, even if it's fully cooked, but if it's going to get tastier, it's still a problem. You still have to have God of Enkotum. Amalei. So he responded and said, You think I don't know this? The Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. I know that it was said in the name of Shmuel, that if it gets tastier, then it's Asr. I know this. I'm saying Rabbi Yechina's opinion. He could argue with Rav and Shmuel. Rav Okva of the city Mishon said to Rav Ashi, Aton de Mekarvisu, Rav Shmuel, you that live closer to the area where Rav and Shmuel live, so then, you have to follow like the opinion of Rav Shmuel that it's forbidden. However, we are going to follow Rav Yechenen's opinion that even if it's mitztamik v'yafaloi, it's mutter because it's fully cooked. Now Abayah asked the question to Rav Yosef. What's the halacha? Are you allowed to be shoyeh on an oven that's not gorof and kotum in a case that it's mitztamik v'yafaloi? That's one shitta. Or maybe he was asking, do you paskin like the Chachamim or do you paskin like Chananya? Amalehi answered, Ho, Rav Yehuda We know that Rav Yehuda would leave the pot in the fire even if it wasn't God of a Kotum and he would eat from it. Amalehi, so he answered, no, no, don't bring me a rai from Rav Yehuda. Bar mineid Rav Yehuda. 
to put, uh, besides Rabbi Yehuda, the Kivan the Mesukin, who he was an individual that was in a matzav of Sakona, as she explains, he, was, he needed to have very sweet foods immediately available for him, and if not, it was a Sakona, so therefore, he would technically be allowed to place it on the fire even on Shabbos, he was in a Sakona. Leave I'm asking for me and you, where it's not a Sakona, what's the halacha? In Suda, they would play, leave it on the oven, even if it's mitztamik v'yafaloi. The Harav Nachman by Yitzchak, Mari the Uvda Haver. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak was a Mari the Uvda. He was a master of his deeds. Now she says he was medactic in his actions, and Umashile, and he would leave it on the fire. So therefore, we v'achal and he would eat it. Am Ravashi and Ravashi said, "Keimna kameder Ravune, v'shon le kisse the harsene v'achal." And he left a kisse the harsene, which is kinds of fish that's cooked with uh, flour, and he left it on the fire. And now we said as follows. Now I'm not sure why he left it on the fire once it was fully cooked. Is it Is it because even though leaving it there made the food tastier, but still he holds it permitted? Maybe since this fish is mixed with flour, the longer you leave it on the fire, it, it condenses it and it actually ruins it. And therefore, the person is not going to come to stoke the flames. And therefore, it's permitted. Now, the Gemara concludes, and this is the halacha. Omer Av Nachman, according to the Chachamim, mitztamek v'yafaloi, if the food condenses and gets tastier, oser. You're not allowed to leave it on the fire without garof and kotum. Mitztamek v'raloi, if the food, you're leaving it on the fire, it doesn't get tastier, it gets worse. Mutter, then it's allowed to be left on the fire without garof and kotum. He's not going to come to stoke the coals. Klala the milsa, and here's the rule. Kol despe miche, if it has flour in it, mitztamek v'raloi. Then the food, the longer you keep it on the fire, after it's cooked, it's going to get ruined. Labar mitavshel de liftah, besides lupins, the afagav de izbe micha, even though it's mixed with flour, mitztamek v'yafaloi. The longer you leave it on the fire, the better it becomes. Vahane mili de izbe bisra, but that's only if the lupins are mixed together with meat. Avalezbe bisra, if there's no meat there, mitztamek v'raloi. Then the food, the longer on the fire, just gets dried up and it gets worse. Another detail where there's a distinction here, even if you have meat, like we see in a chalent, the longer the meat cooks, the more tastier it becomes. But, it's only if he doesn't want to uh, serve the food for guests. And if he wants to sh- uh, serve the food for the guests, it's considered to be because for, with guests, he doesn't want to serve a condensed small piece of meat. He wants to show that he can serve generous and he wants to have meat as much as possible. So therefore, if you leave it on the fire, he's not happy with it and he's not going to stoke the coals. Now the Gemara says, Liftah, which is a food that's made out of figs and daisa, some kind of cereal also, and vitamri and dates, all these things that are cooked on the fire, once it's fully cooked, mitztamek veralehen, leaving it on the fire will not do any good for it, Adarabe, it'll ruin the food. So this is the halacha lamaisa, according to the chachamim, has to be fully cooked, and mitztamek veraloi, in order not to need God of a cotton. If it's not fully cooked, or even if it is fully cooked, but it's a mitztamek v'yafaloi, it gets tastier leaving it on the fire, we're still chayshish, you're going to stoke the flames, and therefore you have to cover it on Shabbos. This is the Chacham's opinion, but then there's Hananiah's opinion. Hananiah says, as long as it's Kamaich ben you don't need any more ablach, you don't need to cover it on Shabbos. So, as I mentioned, Al Rebbe Shachonarach brings both opinions, Hananiah and the Chachamim, and he says you can be maker like Hananiah, but Chachila, you, you, you should be machma like the Chachamim. But as we'll see later in Metzah and the Gemara, there's another reason for a blech. Or actually, we already saw it before in the Mishnah. The other reason for the blech is for Chazara, if you want to be able to return it to the fire. For the Halach of Chazara, everybody agrees that you could only return it to the fire if you have a blech. So even if you have a chalant that's fully cooked before Shabbos, and it's uh, there's no need for a blech, nevertheless, if you want to take the chalant off the fire and be able to return it, you're going to have to have a blech in order to chazar That's a different purpose. Conditions. Yeah, and additional conditions, as we'll see later in the Gemara. Okay, thank you for indulging the additional few minutes to be able to finish for today. And the Mitzvah Shem tomorrow will continue and maybe go a bit further ahead to be able to... Yeah, make up for the days that we won't be learning on Yontif. Have a very good Mayid, Absurdus Davis.